This is the magazine and my name is George Njuguna on this 24th of June 2022. And today I'm hosting a guest who is celebrating something in her life. But I'll let her first introduce herself. Hi. Hi, how are you? I'm fine. How are you doing? Good. To the world, who are we talking to? My name is Wendy Wangari Kinyanjui. Mm-hmm. An enthusiastic, loved daughter by God. Mm-hmm. Yes. Good stuff. Yeah. Um, where does Wendy hail from? Uh, does Wendy have a family? What does Wendy do? I'm from Nairobi. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nairobi too. Mm-hmm. Um, do I have a family? Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, not married, no mm-hmm. children. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I have two brothers, uh-huh. two loving parents, and mm-hmm. a niece. Nah, are you the first one, or you fall somewhere in between here? In between, I'm the middle. I'm the, the middle. middle. Ah, yes. good. Those are the best. Those are the best. Yeah. The ones in the middle. Apo kati kati. What about us who are first ones? Uh-uh. Uh-uh. <laughs> too much pressure up there. Yeah. Uh-uh. Right there is the best. You have no pressure in between. Nothing. Yeah? You have people you can always bounce back to. Yes. Ah, yes. good. How was it growing up for you? It was good. Mm-hmm. I grew up again, as I said, in Nairobi. Went to primary school. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I went to Consolata. Went to high school. Mm-hmm. Um, went to Kenya High. Mm-hmm. And then joined the University of Nairobi. I'm trying to figure out whether there was anything. Mm. You know, right now in this country, uh, degrees are very important thing. Eh? Hey, let me tell you, <laughs> Nikona Gaon, I have I graduated. <laughs> you have a photo. I have a photo uh, and classmates. <laughs> yes. Who can attest Who can that attest you went to class? That I went to class and you did exams and I did exams. <laughs> Good stuff. Yes. Uh-huh. After that, what did what career path did you take? I pursued law at the uh-huh. University of Nairobi. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I think that's where my story starts from, or right before. Okay. Yes. Tell us. Um, right before I started university, mm-hmm. after form four, mm-hmm. right before you join, um, just started meeting up with a friend of mine, mm-hmm. driving. Mm-hmm. Um, and we just started going out. Mm-hmm. We would meet somewhere, mm-hmm. and he would have a drink. Mm-hmm. One of the things I like to say is that um, drinking was not frowned upon in my family, mm-hmm. meaning as long as you were an adult, you could mm-hmm. have a drink, mm-hmm. even with a larger extended family. So it's mm-hmm. not that I was waiting for, you know, oh, let me finish for from four. Yeah. For me to start this going out life and all of that. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. So there was not really much excitement. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember when my fa- friends started drinking, mm-hmm. I would have a soda. Mm-hmm. I'd have like, there were kegs that time. Mm-hmm. I used to meet someone on Limu Road mm-hmm. um, at Village Market and they would have a keg. Mm-hmm. The first keg, I would take a Coke. The next one, I would take a Sprite mm-hmm. and then a Fanta. Mm-hmm. And then that kind of gets old. Mm-hmm. Um, and someone just said, why don't you just try a black ice? Mm-hmm. And I said, okay. Mm-hmm. I'd never quite decided that I'm not a person who drinks. Mm-hmm. And I tried it. Mm-hmm. And that mellow feeling, um, I really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One black ice became two black ices. Mm-hmm. Two for the road. Two for the road. And yeah. then three. Mm-hmm. Uh, joined university. Yeah. 
And then the thing that I know the highlight, or I like to say the highlight about being in university is that you're always broke. Yeah. So even just affording one, two, three black ices mm-hmm. hey, is, is a big story. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. So it just became, okay, so we're not able to do two or three drinks. Why mm. don't we just buy a bottle of something? Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh. Yeah. And for how long was that? Did you go on with that? I would I'd like to say for a long, long time. Mm-hmm. I joined the University of Nairobi, there met other people, mm-hmm. started drinking. Mm-hmm. And quite frankly, mm-hmm. I should have quit drinking as soon as I started it. I was um what we call a lightweight. Mm-hmm. So our bodies have an enzyme that's called alcohol dehydrogenase. Mm-hmm. It breaks down alcohol in mm-hmm. our bodies. Yeah. In some cultures, mm-hmm. they have very large amounts. Mm-hmm. Just globally. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe sometimes it's Asian, some people, Europeans, mm-hmm. um, Africans, we have large, large amounts. Mm-hmm. Um, so in layman language, we call it tolerance or capacity. Okay. Yes. Yeah. I didn't have capacity at all. In fact, what yours was zero. Um, it was not zero, but mm. it was close to zero. Mm. Um, I would black out the first one, like people mm. knew. Mm. When the ah, Usijali Amelala, she's mm. uh, she's asleep. She mm. wake up. Mm. Um, and I lived at home during my campus life, mm-hmm. so I felt that I had to do the damage between eight and five. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> you had to do the damage between eight and eight a.m. and five p.m. Eight a.m. and five p.m. So I go for class. Mm-hmm. If a class is cancelled, in my small mind, mm-hmm. I tell people, "Ah, you guys don't worry, because mm-hmm. our classes were three-hour classes. Mm-hmm. If we just like this cancel this morning one that's been cancelled, mm-hmm. uh, maybe it's nine to twelve. If mm-hmm. we just drink, we can drink. I black out. We sober up. We'll be ready for the afternoon one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Safe to see. <laughs> that never worked. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did this worry your parents? You know, they got to know that I was struggling. Mm-hmm. During the weekdays, I think I used to cover it up well mm. because I had to be home. Yeah. Um, and I think I felt that I was missing out. A lot of my friends were living in hostels mm-hmm. or somewhere around. Mm-hmm. So, yes, I'm sure there are some who had boring Tuesdays or Wednesdays. Mm-hmm. But when you're the one missing out, I always felt like they were living the life. Mm-hmm. But especially on weekends, it mm. would worry them because then I would go out. And I remember they would ask, surely, do you have to go out every weekend? Mm-hmm. And I wasn't rude about it, but I, in my mind, I'm just thinking, you know what? Mm-hmm. People have been going out during the week. Just mm. let me have this one. Yeah. But I don't think they knew to what extent. Mm-hmm. Yes, there'd been a few incidences here and there. Mm-hmm. Maybe we go um, with cousins and everything and they hear, oh, I blacked out in the car. Mm-hmm. That's worrying enough for them. Mm-hmm. That's not worrying me because I'm like, that happens all the time. Yeah. I just <laughs> sleep, I'll wake up, don't worry. Mm. But when you hear that as a parent, obviously it is very, very scary. Yeah, because they imagine a lot of things can happen. To yes. You. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And so uh, when, when, when now did you come to this realization that, hey, I'm walking down a very uh, tight rope. Slippery path or tight yeah. rope. Yeah. Um, I went on to finish the University of Nairobi. I went on to do what we call postgraduate mm-hmm. advocates program mm-hmm. at Kenya School of Law. Mm-hmm. I started working by. You're then. a lawyer? Yes. Okay. Yes. You can sue a few people in this room. Eh? Yes. Yeah. Yes. I hope not to, <laughs> but I could. Yeah. There are some who I would sue without. Um, <laughs> 
blinking an eye. Without blinking <laughs> an eye, but <laughs> let me be nice. Um, yes, yes. Uh, um, so I went on, mm-hmm. did Kenya School of Law. I had started working then. I had moved out of my parents' home. Mm-hmm. Um, and a boss of mine, through all of this, just mentored me into teaching. So mm-hmm. I used to break down mm-hmm. legal concepts for a company called Centonomy. Mm-hmm. So I was teaching. Mm-hmm. I was in school. Mm-hmm. Um, I was working mm-hmm. and I was drinking heavily. Mm-hmm. Yes, every single cent seemed to have been going that direction. Yes, I didn't drink every day, mm-hmm. but you know, by Friday, actually by Wednesday, I used to feel the catharsis mm. over here in my throat. <laughs> mm. Then I wait Friday, mm. Thursday, I go maybe for a band night somewhere. But by Friday, mm. I'm just looking. I'm like, eh, uh-huh. five p.m. I'm ready. Mm. Um. Later on in life, I realized that there are things I just didn't want to deal with mm-hmm. and would resort to alcohol. Mm-hmm. I'd watch people struggle with school or struggle at work or struggle with just issues of life. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'd just have this mask. So mm-hmm. I'm like me, I'm fine. Mm-hmm. But I realized for me, the antidote was always, don't worry, I'm mm-hmm. going to take this out somewhere. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh. So I continued this way for many years. Mm-hmm. I even started serving. So my home church is Regis Baptist Church. Yeah. But because I have I had moved out, mm-hmm. I started serving at a plug-in program. I did their Bible study mm-hmm. and even started volunteering. Yeah. But in all of this, I had still not quit drinking. And what I was doing at that particular time, which um, went on for quite a number of years, yeah. was the double life. Yeah. So I served God. Mm-hmm. And I lived a careless, careless life on yeah. this other side. Yeah. Um, and I had started to see some signs here and there. I remember asking a good friend of mine, I'm like, is this all that there is to life? Mm-hmm. Were we cheated? Mm-hmm. It's a scam. <laughs> We're supposed to go to school, go to university, uh, get a job. Mm-hmm. But I was just feeling very unfulfilled. I'm like, mm-hmm. is this... Very empty. Very empty. Is this how it all ends? Mm-hmm. And she, I remember her telling me, I don't think you're in a good place. Mm-hmm. But she didn't have answers and mm. we're like, okay. Mm. But she told me, I don't think you're in a good place. Mm. And we just continued. Yeah. Um, there'd also been a few other incidences, losing opportunities. Mm-hmm. I used to function at work. Yeah. But I had lost opportunities. I'd wanted to go abroad mm-hmm. to do my LLM, my master's, mm-hmm. uh, to do a fellowship abroad, maybe with one of these big companies. Mm-hmm. I'd gotten a few opportunities, but I was too busy mm-hmm. to apply for visas and all of this. Mm-hmm. I, I'm a family person. I mm. love, love family. Yeah. And it had started to become that if there's a family plan, mm-hmm. a wedding, a ratio, mm. a, a gathering, yeah. if there's no plan afterwards, mm-hmm. you're I'm not interested. showing up. I'm like, you guys, okay, so we'll finish four or five. Where are we going? Mm. And people are just shifting, like they'll go back home. I'm like, no, no, not for me. Count me out. Ah, count me. What? <laughs> and that became a big thing. I remember during this time, my brother, my brother's wife was pregnant and she was, you know, going to give birth. Mm-hmm. And he told me about it. He's like, oh, so and so is pregnant. And I was very close with my brother, still am. Mm-hmm. And the first thought that came into my mind was like, oh my gosh. 
this person came to trap my brother to give him a child so mm-hmm. that I don't have a parting partner. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so ashamed of it, mm-hmm. but that's where that lifestyle had taken me. Yeah. Th- that the first thought was that I was not happy for him. Yeah. I just thought, oh my goodness, now one person is gone mm-hmm. out of my uh, out of my people. Mm-hmm. And and that's that's very shameful. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, so sorry to answer your question. When yeah. did this come to an end? Yeah. 26th February 2018. 26th February 2018. Yes. Anything significant about that day that made you just Yes, uh-huh. I had gone. In fact, I had done church things. I had mm-hmm. taken people mm-hmm. for a half day of prayer. Yeah. I woke up on a Monday morning mm-hmm. and I was just, I would like to say in a funk, mm-hmm. but I just had this overwhelming sense of hopelessness, mm-hmm. feeling that I'm not where I should be. Mm-hmm. This is this is not how my life should be going. Mm-hmm. Um, all these lost opportunities, I should be doing better. Mm-hmm. Just having a breakdown sort of. Mm-hmm. But I think what was scary in all of that was that I wanted to have a drink. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't feel like going to work. It was a Monday morning. Mm-hmm. I called in and told them I was going to do something. Mm-hmm. And I called my friend again and I broke down and I told her I'm not doing well. This same friend who told you that you're not, in you're not okay. Place. Yes. But we didn't have solutions. Yeah. And she told me, I'll come and see you after work. Mm-hmm. And I told her, it's okay. Don't come. Mm-hmm. Don't even come. Mm-hmm. You needed you needed them there and then. Yes. I told her, I think I need, today is the day I tell on myself. Mm-hmm. So I told on myself, I called my dad. I feel like the highest authority in the land mm-hmm. was God, mm-hmm. my dad and pa- my, my dad and mom and everyone. But I called my dad and I just had a breakdown. And I told him, I need you. I need you now. Um, please come. Mm-hmm. I like to just skip the part where I walked to a nearby bar. Mm-hmm. I bought a few shots mm-hmm. to get some Dutch courage. That's mm-hmm. what they call it. Yeah. Um, it's a hard thing for you to call a parent and tell them that you are the lowest and mm. that you need help. Mm. I knew I needed to do it. I felt like I didn't have the courage. Yeah. So I went and got a few shots. Mm-hmm. And then my dad came with my mom. Mm. And they're like, what's wrong? I knew and I had prepared. And I just told them, I need help. I need help today. Mm-hmm. And in all of that, uh, my mom just asked, would mm-hmm. you go somewhere? Would you see someone? Mm-hmm. Um, and I said, yes. And she mm-hmm. said, when can we organize? I said, today. Mm-hmm. I had a handbag. Mm-hmm. I was supposed to be going to work. Mm-hmm. She'd heard of an auntie of mine talk about a, an institution called Celebrate, not sorry, called Teen Challenge. Mm-hmm. And she made a call mm-hmm. and we went to see my auntie. And that Monday, now it's afternoon, I went to Teen Challenge. Mm-hmm. Teen Challenge is a faith-based rehabilitation center. Mm-hmm. It's actually on Kiambu Road. Mm-hmm. And I went there. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um... It's a program that runs for one year. Mm -hmm. It was started in the U.S. It's in about 130 countries. Here it's been here for about 10 to 12 years. Mm -hmm. They have a men's center and a women's center. Mm -hmm. I was not good with the one-year whole thing. Mm -hmm. Because you had work. I had work. I had all these things. Mm -hmm. But for sure, Mm -hmm. I never wanted to feel like how I felt Mm -hmm. that Monday. If there was a day that I would have ended my life, mm-hmm. it would have been that day. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. So whatever it took, mm-hmm. I, was, I was ready. Mm-hmm. Yes. I was completely broken. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ah. yeah. And how long were you there then? I was actually there for a year. Okay. Yes. There are people who go, it's a voluntary program. There's mm-hmm. some who go for two weeks, mm-hmm. four months, six mm-hmm. months, and say, oh yeah, I'm mm-hmm. done. I'm the sitter, kunyatena. Mm-hmm. People who've done drugs. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, but I'd been drinking maybe for six and a half, seven years. Mm-hmm. I thought these people must have some sense mm-hmm. in why the program is for a year. Mm-hmm. And I was ready to do it. Mm-hmm. So my brother came that evening. I told him, go and quit my job. Tell my boss mm-hmm. I'm quitting my job because I'm struggling with alcohol. Mm-hmm. I, I was so raw that day. Mm-hmm. I Yes. Mm-hmm. I was I was ready. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And how was that taken, especially from your work point of view? Or your work? Your I just never showed up. Uh-huh. My brother went and quit. Mm-hmm. On your behalf. On my behalf. Uh-huh. And I saw them a year and something afterwards. Mm-hmm. Um Later on, and I'll tell you about my journey at Teen Challenge. Later on, mm-hmm. I met with that boss. Okay. And he wanted to hire me again. Mm-hmm. Uh, my people at Centonomy, I told them what happened. Mm-hmm. They've given me more classes. Mm-hmm. Um, God really repays. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, one thing about the boss, he wanted to just find out mm-hmm. how is it that he missed it? Mm-hmm. Because when my boss, when my brother told him, he was like, no, when is fine. Mm-hmm. So what I know for sure is people show up, whether with a suit, well-dressed, mm-hmm. you show up at work, you do your task, mm-hmm. but you could be crumbling inside. Yeah. Yes. And especially the characters who are very bubbly. Yes. You never know what's, what is burning yes. inside that. Yes. Yeah. 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 Tell us about your life at Teen Challenge. It was, I had a lot of enthusiasm. Mm-hmm. I prayed about enthusiasm all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was nice, but it was very hard. Mm-hmm. But I think for me, it was a sobering experience. Mm-hmm. Because yes, for me, I had struggled, still had a job, was able to hold it down. Mm-hmm. But I saw people come from the streets, mm-hmm. spend time with them, people who slept with us who are from the streets, mm-hmm. people who did hard drugs, mm-hmm. people who had come from creme de la creme of the society. Mm-hmm. And for me, it was just an awakening for God just spared our mm-hmm. life. In fact, we used to call it hand picked mm-hmm. yes mm. yeah ah. so it was hard i mean it was like another boarding experience me i'd already <laughs> been to boarding mm-hmm. <laughs> i didn't see the need for part two so that that was not easy mm-hmm. uh they take away your phone mm-hmm. any gadgets mm-hmm. no newspapers mm-hmm. they just fill you with Jesus. so you didn't even know which day of the week it ah, was i mean they tell you but <laughs> you're just filled with christian music and chapel sessions mm-hmm. and Bibles. Mm-hmm. And I just, I remember thinking, you know what, I've t- tried to do life my way. Mm-hmm. It has backfired mm-hmm. drastically. Mm-hmm. Let's try Let's try this Jesus way. I mean, I was brought up in the church, mm-hmm. but let me pursue God with all my heart. Mm-hmm. Yes. And at a personal level. And at a personal level. So yeah. I read, I read the Bible. Mm-hmm. I remember that time, I think I read 43 or 44 books mm-hmm. in that year. Mm-hmm. I read Christian books. Mm-hmm. And I decided I'm not just coming here to quit booze. Mm-hmm. I'm coming here to just refine and redefine my character. Yeah. Yes. Hit, a, hit the restart button. Oh, yeah. Uh. And my reasoning was, if I don't figure out how it is that I ended up here, mm-hmm. should the same set of circumstances present themselves again, mm-hmm. I will come back. Mm-hmm. Same place. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Support system. Let's talk about your family. Uh, I'm sure they were there with you throughout. Uh, they that, were. Yeah. They were. They mm-hmm. came every week mm-hmm. or every other week. Mm-hmm. Actually, every week. They yeah. were there. Um, and there are some things that break a family mm-hmm. or just bring you to your knees. This yeah. was one of them. Yeah. People don't really talk about alcoholics. Mm-hmm. People don't talk about especially women mm-hmm. struggling with alcohol. Mm-hmm. It's not something that societies talk about rehabilitation centers. Yeah. We had been brought to that point. Mm-hmm. Um, so it brought our family closer. Yeah. And and we really 
it, it was good. Mm. Yeah. If nothing else came out of my journey, mm-hmm. but just bringing me back to my family, mm-hmm. it was well worth it. Ah, yes. That's nice. Yeah. And I'm sure it, 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 it made them be closer and closer. Completely. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, so that was really, really good. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely did the year. We started speaking, you know, to other schools, churches. Mm-hmm. When you, you're there for certain a certain number of months, mm-hmm. you start going for what we call missions to mm-hmm. universities, to schools, mm-hmm. to churches. Mm-hmm. And I was fine. I told them, me, yeah, I'm fine. I can speak to all these people. Mm-hmm. I'm just never going to reduce Baptist. <laughs> that's my home church. Just mm-hmm. as, That's my one condition. Mm. And two things happened. Number one, mm. one day we were supposed to come for a mission, I think, to talk to the young people of Regis Baptist. Yeah. The bus refused to work. <laughs> I was like, Jesus knows his people. <laughs> I was so happy. So that just felt so personal uh-huh. because I was not in that space. Yeah. And then one time we used to do chapel sessions each morning. Mm-hmm. And because the women's center and the men's center are not too far apart. Mm-hmm. We used to do joint chapel if we have a guest speaker. Mm-hmm. So I remember coming in, I'm just walking slowly. I'm the last person to enter. And I'm told, oh, when do you open the gate for our guest speaker? I'm like, oh, okay. I opened the gate and lo and behold, mm-hmm. Pastor Wanji. Mm-hmm. And um, <laughs> I, I remember thinking, what? And Can the earth just open? Yeah, I'm like, I'm ready to dive in. And it's like, hi, Wendy. How are you? You work here. <laughs> yeah, Pastor Wendy. For those who will not, who don't know, Pastor uh, Wendy is a is a senior pastor. Yes, yes, yes. And you know, like the lost sheep, I mm-hmm. just felt like that condo. I'm like, no, actually, I'm here because I I'm in the program, and I could see the shock in his face. Like, what? Mm-hmm. So anyway, he came. He mm-hmm. did the sermon, mm-hmm. and after that, he. He just came and saw me and he reached out to my parents. He mm-hmm. said, I know I met Wendy. Mm-hmm. Are you okay if I walk with her, if I go and visit her? And he decided to do so. Mm-hmm. He came to Teen Challenge. Mm-hmm. He visited me. He walked with me. Mm-hmm. And even when I came out, mm-hmm. he walked with me. Ah, yes. yeah. That is nice. Yeah. Really, really nice. So that so that gave you encouragement that you could even come now for a mission. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> At that time, I mean, when your pastor just sees you in a rehab, uh-huh. surely it doesn't get worse than that. Yes. It's like him spotting me in a club. Yeah. He's just seeing the consequences. <laughs> but yeah, so that was, that was very humbling. Mm-hmm. Um, and now just to move on a bit, mm-hmm. I asked him one day, mm-hmm. um, can I share my story mm-hmm. at church? And mm-hmm. he's like, are you sure? Mm-hmm. And I said, yes. And mm-hmm. he allowed me to share my story. Mm-hmm. This is years back? or This is now 2019 when uh, I finished uh-huh. my program. Because uh-huh. uh, I went February 2018 mm-hmm. and February 2019. Uh-huh. That's when I got out. Ah, uh-huh. yeah. Okay. When you came out, how was it for you? You've been out uh, uh, somewhere for a year, and now you're out here now. How was it? Uh, you, of course, you had friends who used to party with you. Mm. What happens? Did you sort of reconnect with them, or you had completely locked them out? I locked them out. I mm. got a new number. Okay. And the thing about these gadgets, mm-hmm. is even if you get a new number, you put in your email and it just brings all of them. Mm-hmm. So I had their numbers. They didn't have my number. Mm-hmm. But I wanted to start afresh. Mm-hmm. See, my friends were not bad people. It's mm-hmm. just the fact that we partied and we went out and mm-hmm. I needed a break from that. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and I decided to plug into church. Mm-hmm. I went back to work. So mm-hmm. I work with uh, my seniors mm-hmm. who are Mr. and Mrs. Kinyanjui. Mm-hmm. Um, and just tried to do life afresh. It mm-hmm. was hard. The mm-hmm. first year, mm-hmm. I, you don't have clients. You're very broke. You mm-hmm. don't have friends. Mm-hmm. Th- that was a particularly hard year. Mm-hmm. Yes. And even just to learn who you are without without the alcohol. Yeah, I think what I had done in my early 20s I got out when I was now 26 27 mm-hmm. is thinking that even if you're doing things activities you have to wrap it up with a plan mm-hmm. a drinking plan yeah. so I had to start discovering or rediscovering mm-hmm. who is Wendy without the going out the parties what do I like what do I enjoy mm-hmm. and that's a good journey mm-hmm. it it can be hard it mm-hmm. can be painful mm-hmm. and yes my family was there to support me mm-hmm. But some of the intricate details they didn't understand. You yeah. see, for them, they thought, oh, she's come out from the rehab. It's like a switch. Pop. Mm-hmm. The fast went. Now she's no longer triggered. Nothing. Mm-hmm. But the truth of the matter is you've been equipped with the tools, mm-hmm. but you need to put them into practice. Yeah. Because a rehab center is a safe space. Yeah. So you still have hard days at work. Mm-hmm. You may get your heart broken. Mm-hmm. You still have some issues here and there. Mm-hmm. And what you're used to going to is the alcohol. Mm-hmm. Now that has been removed. Mm-hmm. You have to learn with coping mechanisms. So mm-hmm. for me, one of my things was I'm always one of those people who would put things or sweep things under the rug, not deal with them. Mm-hmm. Now I started facing real things mm-hmm. um, head on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Sober people these things painfully but how what kept you going in that in such kind of circumstances I didn't find a verse for it but I always told myself and others that God honors finishers mm-hmm. and that verse in Joel 2.25 that mm-hmm. he shall repay back the years the so locusts locust have eaten yes that is um, Joel 2.25 225. Yes. Yeah. I, I clung on to that mm-hmm. and that there is no condemnation mm-hmm. in Christ Jesus. To those who are saved. Yeah. yeah. There are people who want to condemn you. There are places you go, you just, woo. Yeah, I was given six months. You remember <laughs> the things that you've done. Uh-huh. You see people and they say, you know, don't worry. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's okay if you have one drink. Mm-hmm. I remember meeting someone who I think was trying to hit on me. And mm-hmm. I'm like, no, I don't go out. Mm-hmm. I don't go out to pubs. Mm-hmm. And it's like, imagine just come, we'll just hang out. You can have a Red Bull. Mm-hmm. So there was a disconnect in that even when you meet people, mm-hmm. they don't quite understand that because you have struggled with alcohol, mm-hmm. that you don't want to be particularly in that setting all the time. Mm-hmm. Yes. Ah, yeah. Okay. But I had to be very deliberate. It yeah. was not easy. Uh-huh. Um. Plugging in and being supported by the pastor was good. Yeah. Because he would ask me some hard questions. Yeah. What are you doing? Are you dating? Mm-hmm. You know, are you feeling thirsty? Is it coming? Mm-hmm. How are you dealing with things when, you do, when you're not having a drink? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I found that just a place to talk. So mm-hmm. I would see him once every six weeks or seven weeks. Okay. And he would ask me some hard questions. Mm-hmm. I went back to volunteer teen challenge. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's something I could see my parents supported, but mm. they had, they were not understanding. They were just like, you know what? It's whatever makes you happy. Mm. So every once a week or twice a week or once in two weeks, mm-hmm. I would just go and spend time with the girls, mm-hmm. not for them, but for me to mm-hmm. remind me where I have been, Wow, where, where I came from. And I still do it to this day. What? Yes. 
Hey, these are how many years later? Five. This is five. Fifth, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. In fact, I was there on Tuesday. Yeah. Ah, I I go. Yeah. I go because sometimes when you start this new life, God mm-hmm. blesses you. It's mm-hmm. it's easy to grow a big head. Mm-hmm. I like to go, <laughs> mm-hmm. remind them that it can be done. Yeah. But to remind myself where I came from. Mm. Yeah. Wow, that that's that's really powerful. And how how does it? How is it for them? Because I'm sure you can you can see it in their eyes. And it sort of brings the hope in mm. them, right? Yes, it, mm. it definitely brings the hope. When mm. you're there, because you're there for a long time, mm-hmm. it's not easy. First of all, you're probably living with 10, 15 ladies. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I haven't met people with 10, 15 sisters. Yeah. So it's already different. Mm-hmm. You're struggling because, yes, you've been removed from the substance, whether mm-hmm. alcohol, drugs, heroin, whatever. Mm-hmm. But you have all of this guilt and shame mm-hmm. that the staff are working to remove mm-hmm. and it's a hard process. And mm-hmm. sometimes you think, will I make it? Will I not? Mm-hmm. There are some people who all come from saved families who are serving mm-hmm. and doing all of that. Good. But there are people like me who, yes, I grew up in the church, mm-hmm. but my parents are not serving in church. Mm-hmm. My, you know, extended family may still be drinking and all of that. Yeah. So it's good to tell them that it is possible. Yeah. And to tell them just because you've stopped doing these things, yeah. your people have not stopped. Yeah. How do you deal with that? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Good. Um so you're out um you're back to the world and yes. I put it in quotes. Yes. What next now? Honestly, the plan was never for me to talk about my story. This was never the plan. <laughs> yeah. I was supposed to go back into uh-huh. practice. Uh-huh. Uh, but there's something about when God does a good thing, yeah. you can't quite keep quiet about yeah. it. Yeah. So for me, it started with doing missions and mm-hmm. volunteering at Teen Challenge when I could. Mm-hmm. Once a week, once every two weeks. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to see the ladies mm-hmm. doing some missions here and there. Mm-hmm. But one day I just asked our senior pastor mm-hmm. if I could share my story. And I remember he was shocked. He's like, really? Mm. And I said, yes. Mm. So I shared my story on the 4th of August, 2019. You're very good with dates. I am. Yeah. Hey, significant things. I'm yeah. like, hey, I, let me let me keep them. Yeah. yeah. And I shared my story. And I remember the theme then was, behold, he is doing a new thing. Mm-hmm. And that particular service was streams in the wilderness Mm -hmm. this god of restoration Mm -hmm. so i shared my testimony Mm -hmm. and so many people were always meeting me afterwards Mm -hmm. so i had this eight to five job i've gone back to being a lawyer yeah and now wondering should i be a counselor Mm -hmm. just people coming to tell me what they're going through what they've been through about Mm -hmm. their families yeah and I remember the Bible that my aunt had gifted me when I was at Teen Challenge. Yeah. It was a celebrate recovery Bible. It was a simple NIV Bible, but mm-hmm. with all of these features mm-hmm. about a program called Celebrate Recovery. Yeah. Uh, and I had really read it during my time at Teen Challenge. Now I was fully into the word. So I thought, why don't we start a program like this? Yeah. And I thought, okay, if I go back and tell my pastor, he'll yeah. have all of these follow-up questions. Mm-hmm. Why don't I do... Do it opposite. Let mm. me find out about the program. Yeah. Then come and tell him about it. Mm-hmm. And I did so. Yeah. And this story that I'm sharing with you today, George. Yeah. I wrote it down. Mm-hmm. And I sent to the founders and the church for Celebrate Recovery. So it was started by Pastor Rick Warren's church. Yeah. By a gentleman called John Baker. Uh-huh. 
So I sent an email talking about my story and I believe that there are ministries well needed in my church, in my mm-hmm. community, in my country. Mm-hmm. What does it take to start it? Yeah. So I sent it to Pastor Rick Warren. Mm-hmm. I sent it to Saddleback Church. Mm-hmm. I sent it to Purpose, <laughs> Purpose Driven Life Ministries. Uh-huh. I sent it to Celebrate Recovery. Mm-hmm. I sent it to Pastor John Baker. Uh-huh. I sent it to their Facebook, uh-huh. to their Twitter, yeah. to their Instagram. You are all LinkedIn. over their place. I just hit them with it. And yeah. my thing was, if they don't respond, that's fine. Mm-hmm. At least I tried. Yeah. And they responded. Mm-hmm. They all responded. Who responded? Um, Pastor Rick Warren. I don't <laughs> know whether it was him or his team, but yeah. he responded. Uh-huh. His team from Purpose Driven Life. Mm-hmm. But more than that, the Celebrate Recovery team. Yeah. They put me in conjunction with the leaders who started out of the U.S. Mm-hmm. So in the U.S., it's in 37,000 churches. Wow. Um, it's in Europe. Mm-hmm. A lot of countries in Europe. Mm-hmm. It's in Canada. It's mm-hmm. in Australia. It's mm-hmm. in some countries in Asia. Mm-hmm. Um, one or two people have tried to do it here in Kenya. Yeah. A few hurdles here and there. Mm-hmm. But I'm hoping to do a good job in Kenya and in Africa. Yeah. Yes. Oh, nice. So with that knowledge being told about it, mm-hmm. went and now told Pastor Angie, hang, mm-hmm. goja, mm-hmm. I have a plan. Mm-hmm. Went and told him all about it. Mm-hmm. And I just said, I think this is a ministry that is needed here. Mm-hmm. And he said, do a proposal, which I did for yeah. you to present to the council yeah. or the team here. Mm-hmm. And after a few deliberations, he said, yeah, mm-hmm. we would be glad to start it. Mm-hmm. In one of my missions, uh, I had met a group. I was put in a mission group with a team from the U.S., mm-hmm. And when I was told to do a proposal, lawyers don't do proposals. Mm. <laughs> so I remember reaching out to this gentleman and telling him, okay, I've been told to do this proposal for Celebrate Recovery. Let me do it. Mm-hmm. Then you can tell me. Make amendments. Uh, make amendments, especially yeah. with regards to money, what it takes yeah. for me to go there mm-hmm. and all of that. Mm-hmm. And we did so. Mm-hmm. And I I presented it to Pastor Wanji. Mm-hmm. So when Pastor Wanji got back to me and he said, okay, we would have to put it in the budget for next year Mm -hmm. and so on and so forth. During this time when they were reviewing it, Mm -hmm. this gentleman had told me, me and my wife have prayed about it. Mm -hmm. If your church wants to start it, Mm -hmm. we'll sponsor you. Wow. Yeah. So when Pastor Anji said, oh, you know, with the budget, we'll think about it. I was like, ah, (laughs) hold up. Mm -hmm. I just needed permission. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, But we'd actually gotten sponsors. And with that, I went to... The U.S. in 2020, January mm. of 2020. Yeah. Learned about the program, went mm. to Saddleback. It is awesome. Mm. It is you really posed there. I noticed you posed there. It, it, it was, <laughs> I mean, it is awesome. Just yeah. it, spending time with those people, Pastor Rick Warren, his team. Mm-hmm. The did, he get, did you get to meet him face oh, to face? Oh, I even have a photo. <laughs> hey. hey, I do. Uh, I, do. I, I think you should run for governor now in <laughs> this city of ours. <laughs> You seem to have all the proof <laughs> that you did stuff. I I know. Yeah. Let, wait, let me just stick to ministry for now. Yeah. Um. But in all of that, did that. Then I was supposed to come back mm-hmm. in a few months. Yeah. I went around many other churches in mm-hmm. the US mm-hmm. learning about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but COVID hit, mm-hmm. so I got stuck in the US until the end of 2020. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh. Um. Ended up in Texas. Um connected with a church, mm-hmm. two churches, mm-hmm. that I told them what I was doing there, how I'd gotten stuck, I'd come to do Celebrate Recovery. Mm-hmm. 
And in all of that, they decided to hold Ridgeway's hand. What? But by the time, I mean, by the time I was even coming back, they had shipped a barrel mm-hmm. with resources, with mm-hmm. books wow. about this ministry. So mm-hmm. when I came back, mm-hmm. I, I was all set. This was purely God. It was purely God. I like that song that you you've talked about by Kirk Franklin. Yeah, hello fear. fear yeah. Hello fear. Yeah. That's when now the fear set in. Mm-hmm. I was like, Yani, I'm the only one who knows about this. How do I even start? Where do I even start? Mm. Um, we trained people mm-hmm. in 2021. Yeah. Rigorously, mm-hmm. and in June. 2021 we launched the program yeah yes so allow me to just speak about what the program deals with please go ahead um the program deals with and helps people deal with hearts mm-hmm. hang-ups mm-hmm. habits okay meaning hearts hang-ups, hang-ups and habits hearts meaning h-u-r-t-s pains mm-hmm. that we have all been hurt in our life yeah or we have hurt others yeah whether you grew up in a dysfunctional family mm-hmm. or families that had a few issues, mm-hmm. whether you have been through any tragedy or trauma as an adult or a child, mm-hmm. loss of loved ones, yeah, um, and now going through grief, mm-hmm. even in adult relationships, whether it is intimate relationships, marriage relationships, social relationships with your friends, mm-hmm. family relationships, we go through hearts and pains. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's verbal abuse, sometimes it's emotional abuse, mm-hmm. financial abuse, sometimes mm-hmm. even physical or sexual abuse. Mm-hmm. So when we go through these hearts and pains, mm-hmm. if we don't work through them, mm-hmm. we develop hang-ups. Mm-hmm. And hang-ups is how we see ourselves mm-hmm. or others because of the things that we've gone through. Mm-hmm. So sometimes you go through things and you come out bitter mm-hmm. or resentful or angry mm-hmm. or even fearful. Yeah. Um, feelings of not being good enough, feelings that you don't measure up. Just yeah. the emotional take-up that we get from a situation. Yeah. And again, if you don't authentically walk with Christ mm-hmm. to work through these hang-ups, yeah. we may develop destructive habits. Mm-hmm. And the destructive habits are the things that we do externally. Mm-hmm. For me, it was alcohol. Yeah. For others, it is uh, drugs, hard mm-hmm. drugs. Mm-hmm. For some, it's sexual integrity issues, whether mm-hmm. moving from one partner to the other, mm-hmm. pornography, masturbation. Yeah. For some, it's love and relationship addiction. Mm-hmm. Uh, you feel that you're not enough unless you're in a relationship, you're being affirmed by a partner. Mm-hmm. For some, it's food and body image issues yeah. that you don't feel like you're quite enough unless you look a certain way. Mm-hmm. Eating too much, depriving yourself from normal amounts of food. Yeah. Uh, others, it's anger outbursts. It's mm-hmm. the things that we do externally. Mm-hmm. So we find that sometimes we're always busy judging others or ourselves mm-hmm. because of the things that we're doing. Yeah. But there's so many... Underlying issues. Yes. Did you get to know what yours was? I did. Uh-huh. I think first of all, I had never quite decided mm-hmm. as a human being uh-huh. that I'm not going to indulge in alcohol. Okay. I also realized I struggled with fear and um codependency. Okay. In fact, if you allow me, okay, go ahead. Just define what codependency is. Go ahead. And some of the characteristics of people who struggle with it. Yeah. Uh, so codependency is when a person's need for approval mm-hmm. or validation yeah. allows them to be controlled or manipulated uh, by another person. Mm-hmm. Or sometimes that you're willing to compromise your own values, choices, and behavior at the expense mm-hmm. of your own well-being. Mm-hmm. And some characteristics. Um, have you ever felt guilty? Mm-hmm about other people's feelings or behaviors? Mm-hmm. Do you assume responsibility of another person's behaviors? Mm-hmm. 
do you minimize or alter or even deny sometimes how you truly feel? Yeah. Do you worry about how another person will respond to your feelings, opinions, or behavior? Mm-hmm. Over functioning to be needed, valued, or loved. Mm-hmm. Sometimes do you compromise your own feelings or values mm-hmm. or integrity to avoid another person's rejection mm-hmm. or anger? Mm-hmm. Do you judge everything you think, say, or do harshly as never being good enough? Mm-hmm. Do you feel conflicted by a desire to be needed and resentment for being obligated in serving others? Mm-hmm. Do you are you extremely loyal? Mm. to the point of remaining in harmful situations. Mm. I won't read all of them, but lastly, I just want to say that uh, do you feel bound in relationships by performance, which is what you do, Mm. rather than the core value of who you are? Mm. And lastly, do you avoid conflicts with other people to the point of being unable to speak your true feelings Mm -hmm. or asking for valid needs to be met? Wow. So that's just one I was going to read about anger, but because of time. Yeah. So those are some of the things. The one question that Celebrity Recovery seeks to answer mm-hmm. is what comes in between your relationship with God. Uh-huh. For others, if you're high or high, you're staggering, people can see it. Mm-hmm. But all of us, the Bible says that we have all sinned and mm-hmm. fallen short, short of the glory of God. God. So all of us sin mm-hmm. and we may be struggling with things behind closed doors. Mm-hmm. That's what Celebrity Recovery actually just helps people deal with yeah yes. there's one thing um and and we are going to talk about what the impact of that now at religious baptist church but one thing i've that comes into my mind um about religious is they take you as you are yes uh, you went uh, to the church in front and and and, and talked about your story uh, some circles that will not be allowed. Yes. Yeah, you'll probably be told uh, record with Jack and then uh, we will have the copy. We'll go through it and then we'll tell you when we'll, 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 we'll talk we'll, about it. We'll, when we'll talk about yeah. it. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, and that's a big thing. One of the things I'm really grateful, mm-hmm. first of all, to our senior pastor, but just to read you as a community church, mm-hmm. is that our, vi- our mission is where everybody is somebody and God is all. Oh, is all, yes. The fact that I get to lead a ministry mm-hmm. and people at the front have not just heard Fununu about how I used to mess up, mm-hmm. that I said verbally. Yeah. The things I have done, mm-hmm. how God delivered me, yeah. I think that is a big thing. Yeah. And it allows people just the comfort to know yeah. that indeed this is a place where Perfection is not needed, yeah. but that you're not judged. Mm-hmm. We take you as you are, yeah. and God loves you yeah. and meets you at your point of need, exactly where you are. Yeah, and that's, that's a true. big thing. Yeah, it reminds me of the story of the prodigal son. Yes. Typical. Typical. Yeah. yeah. And and uh, I, I look at it like, um, you know, the senior pastor is like, he saw you from a distance. You, you, you had tattered clothes. And all you needed was just come home and say, this is what... Yes. Put me even with the servants. I yes. don't care. Yeah. I just want to be here because this is where I feel I belong. Yeah. But you got someone who uh, put on you... What was it? Was it robes? Purple robes? That's yes. what they said uh, yes. in the Bible? Yes. And that was really nice. Yes. Yeah. Embraced, restored. Mm-hmm. Yes. Ah. And I think, yes, it talks about my story, mm-hmm. but I have no doubt mm-hmm. that there are people in our congregation, in our community, mm-hmm. who have children, nieces, spouses, 
who have struggled like me. Yeah. So they know that this is a place mm-hmm. where they can be loved as they are. Yeah. Yes. It's now a year since you started that program. It's now a year. Yeah. Yes. And I know today you are having a celebration and we'll get to that in just a bit. Yes. But tell us, how has that been? Are you getting... Are you celebrating stories here? We are celebrating <laughs> stories. Uh-huh. We are celebrating victory. Uh-huh. Um, it's been a journey of people getting to learn mm. really what celebrate recovery is about. Yeah. Remember when you hear recovery, people mm. think ah, uh, mm. but it's been a journey of awareness. <laughs> yeah. Inviting um the congregants, mm-hmm. and it's not just a ministry of Regis Baptist Church. It yeah. is hosted here. Yeah. But we invite people from other churches. Mm-hmm. My prayer and hope is that we can start as many celebrity coveries in mm. Nairobi, okay. in other counties, and mm-hmm. so on and so forth. Yeah. It has been a humbling journey mm-hmm. because you think you're going to start something and 500 people <laughs> come. Where, where? <laughs> yes. But um, God has brought people, and I've seen what the impact of CR is mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. people's lives. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's nice. So this Sunday you're having a celebration. This Friday. This Friday, sorry. Yeah. Today, actually. 24th of June. Come celebrate. It's a concert. Yeah. Uh, we're very excited. Mm-hmm. Lots of singing, lots of dancing. Mm-hmm. Our theme is John 8, 36. Mm-hmm. If the sun sets you free, you, you will be free, free indeed. Yeah. So from 6.30 p.m., mm-hmm. To 8 p.m. at Regis Baptist Church. Mm. Please come and join us. Okay. Come and sing, celebrate, and hear what this ministry is all about. We'd be mm. glad to have you here. Good. And for those who are not in the country, are, they, are we able to get a stream? Yes. Uh-huh. Yes, there will be live streaming. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, celebrate Recovery is very um, particular about confidentiality and yeah. anonymity. Yes. So we will not show. The, the people. The people at but the back. We, yeah. But the, those at the front, mm-hmm. it's, it's going to be exciting. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah. Wendy, thank you so much for joining us. Thank and you. And thank you for coming to share your story. And it's good that you didn't stop there. You are able to, I'll call it, live your purpose. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Which is a really good thing. Yeah. And if you'd like to get in touch, you, you can get in. How can people get in touch with you, first of all? I think it's good they get in touch with you. Do you think it's good that they get in touch with me? Uh, yes. Um, Probably an email or something. Yes. An email. My email is wendykinyanjui mm-hmm. at gmail.com. Uh, okay. Sometimes I like to give my number, but I'm not too no, sure. No, 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 no numbers. We, we will give, we'll give the yeah. Let's the give studio the number. email. Yes, an email <laughs> is enough. But if you'd like to get in through to to her through us, you can get in touch with us on our WhatsApp number that yes. is plus two five four seven five three nine zero three three seven three plus two five four seven five three nine zero three three seven three. Your parting shot, Wendy. There's nothing that we've done mm-hmm. that God cannot forgive. Yeah. I am a true testimony mm-hmm. of that. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, good. Thank you. See you next week, same time, same place. Uh, God bless you and bye-bye.